0: Um, we got stuff at our store. How do you get to our store? Armstrongandgetty.com. Is that the best way to do it?
2: Oh, yeah. That's the only way to do it, man. There's only one path. Why
0: do we have a store? Greedy?
2: We're just greedy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To get okay. richer. No, actually, you know what? <laughs> uh, during these troubled times, it really helps to not lay anybody off or cut anybody's pay. It's, uh, it's, it's. yeah, it helps. So the, uh, Things are a little challenging these days economically. I don't know if you've heard that. In, in Unless you're building homes for some reason.
0: In a ton of industries, that is very, very true. Mm-hmm. Um more on the whole monolith thing showing up in Utah and various places around the world, I suppose we can get to. Porta potties are being stolen and burned in the Portland area.
2: Portland is seeing civilization crumble.
0: Well, which which leads us perfectly to uh Seattle and Chaz and Chop. I'm tempted to read this entire article from George Will that he wrote Jazz. in the Washington Post. Jazz. Chaz. Chaz. George Will wrote the other day because it's really good. And Joe had hit on it on a while back on how taxpayers are going to be on the hook for a huge bill because of this. But it's worth revisiting just a little bit. During the summer's nationwide lunacies, says George Will, statues toppled and stores looted, ostensibly to demand better law enforcement. Seattle's government chose to turn 16 city blocks into an exploration of the delights of life without law. The fun paled after three weeks, and now the city might get an expensive lesson about existing law. You'll remember, perhaps back on June 8th, Seattle's police department actually abandoned its own precinct building in the Capitol Hill neighborhood of Seattle. Into the vacuum flowed visionaries who settled on the name Capitol Hill Organized Protest, CHOP, uh, later renamed Chaz for some reason. Chaz. Yeah, I don't know what was going on there. And instituted what they termed, quote, a loose form of governance and justice. Living in the streets and a seven-acre park that belonged to the taxpayers, some citizens of this spontaneous republic of virtue, some carrying guns, organized what they called a replacement police force. The city government, and this is where Seattle gets into trouble and taxpayers are going to be on the hook, the city government, according to the businesses, homeowners, and other plaintiffs in a lawsuit, supplied CHOP with medical equipment, washing and sanitation facilities, Portable toilets, nighttime lighting, and other material support. That sounds like material support to me. Mayor Jenny Durkin, who we quoted often during this ridiculousness, tweeted to advertise how tickled she was about the new community garden popping up in the park. Do you remember that one? Yep. She said, it's not a lawless wasteland, but a peaceful expression of her community's collective grief and their desire to build a better world. Asking how long CHOP would exist, the mayor said, I don't know, we could have the summer of love. Not exactly, says George Will. CHOP's sandbox revolutionaries and their city government sympathizers soon learned that Thomas Hobbes was right. In a state of nature, a situation without a sovereign authority, life is nasty, brutish, and short. If the accumulating trash, feces, and other refuse didn't dampen what the mayor serenely called a block party atmosphere, the two murders and other shootings and injuries did. So on July 1st, the city reoccupied Chop, where Seattle's police chief said she was stunned by the amount of graffiti, garbage and property destruction, adding, quote, we don't even know how much trauma people were experiencing in here. Mm -hmm. Some of Chop's casualties, including businesses cut off from suppliers and customers. That's a good point. I hadn't even thought of that. And others denied the enjoyment of their property. Oh, yeah,
2: that's that's the basis of the lawsuit
0: headed to court armed with facts and the U.S. Constitution. The plaintiffs charged that the city adopted a policy supporting the CHOP occupation, acting with deliberate indifference toward those suffering harms from it, which is clearly t- true.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes these cases are a little of a stretch. This one sounds solid. to me. Absolutely.
0: Um, uh, violating the, the various constitutional rights. This can involve the direct participation of local officials in a deprivation of a constitutional right. Or the setting in motion of acts by others that the government knew or should have known would inflict constitutional injury. The city's policy of no response by police within CHOP should itself suffice to establish liability before tabulating the material and moral support the city government gave to this embryonic utopia.
2: You find yourself wishing, or at least I do, that Jenny Durkin and the city council communists could just be thrown in jail. Uh, the idea that they'll say, oh yeah, okay, court, you are bad. Here, uh, taxpayers, we're gonna dip into your pockets for millions of dollars to settle these lawsuits is, is a bit disgusting, but maybe the, the, the voters of Seattle will wake up and vote these jackasses out. The 14th Amendment of the
0: Constitution, for instances, and there's a bunch of things that apply, says that no state shall deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. The absence of law was a CHOP aspiration, one facilitated by the city, providing CHOP with beds, medical equipment, and barriers to seal off streets from public access.
2: Wow, so direct material support.
0: How in the hell did no lawyer, even if you're a progressive, you know, unicorn-riding lawyer... Get to the mayor and uh, into in the city fathers and mothers and say, hey, we got some problems. There's a reason why this isn't going to work out right. This is this is going to come to a bad end.
2: I just think it illustrates how unhinged from reality they are. I mean, there's it's difficult to come up with a rational explanation for something irrational. And this was clearly irrational.
0: George Will goes on to say the mills of justice grind slowly. So this litigation will live a lot longer than chop did. If the suit results properly in financial restitution for CHOP's victims and financial pain for Seattle taxpayers, CHOP will have been on balance a net public benefit. Beyond demonstrating to Seattle voters the cost of electing childish people, such as Mayor Durkin, and kindred spirits on the city council, the suit can warn progressive governments from coast to coast that there is a price to be paid for pandering to the carriers of fashionable passions.
2: Yes, well well said, George. It, it is stunning. It,
0: I have no idea, but wouldn't you expect the number is going to be just mind-bogglingly large?
2: Yes, depending on the number of businesses and residents involved. Yeah, it could be easily be in the tens of millions. I mean, like the upper tens of millions. Oh, I was thinking if it doesn't get into the B word. I wonder. I, I don't know. I don't know cuz it was it was what 6 square blocks if, or so you if, said.
0: If you are going to include as it does I don't know if I read that part or not but if, if 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 you're going to include not only, you know, a loss of uh profits and supply chains and this and that, the um the people that were scared for their lives on a Emotional regular distress. Yeah, scared yeah. for their lives on a, on a regular basis?
2: Right. It's a good point. Good um, point. It c- it could run into the billions. They're gonna have to sell Seattle off. I'll take the Space Needle. You want that uh, that groovy museum of popular culture?
0: And God, and it sucks because I gotta believe the vast majority of taxpayers were not on board, thinking that was a good idea.
2: Uh, I think you're probably right. I hope, although I'm right. Seattle proper is insane yeah. politically. Yeah. Oh,
0: meanwhile, how do you have somebody in charge though that is that that even if you know. At first blush, as kind of a doofus, you know, a unicorn-riding doofus, you think, this is awesome, summer of love, it's like a block party. How did some grown-ups not get in your ear and say, hey, there's some serious problems? There are businesses here. They have a right to run their business, and we're not allowing them to. This is not going to end well.
2: Yeah. You were a child go do something else. Yeah,
0: good point, Tucker
2: uh, Seattle, Carlson. Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin, a great illustration of how intelligence and wisdom are two different things. They're sort of related like height and weight, but they're <laughs> they're not they're not really uh they don't they don't correlate. This chick just she plans to sign a new city budget they just passed that will reduce right. the police budget by about almost 20% despite the fact that one more murder this year and there's plenty of time, Seattle. One more murder will be double the number of murders last year.
0: Yeah, that we got to this story yesterday, and yeah, they they fit together. So these these uh, these childish people that they've elected are obviously still in office because taxpayers haven't woken up to the fact that they're going to be on the hook for tens of millions of do- or hundreds of millions of dollars. They'll all get voted <laughs> out over that. But you're defunding the police force as crime is skyrocketing.
2: Well, and this may be an answer to your question, how that, you know, the Jenny Durkins of the world can't get off their unicorns and recognize reality. She's a, a, she's a moderate in the city. So they're cutting the police budget by about uh, 20%. Uh, Local activists had demanded 50% and staged all sorts of demonstrations and violence and the rest of it. So again, she's the Republican in the room apparently in crazy crazy Seattle
0: I I hope that George will is right that it's a net benefit to the public as coast to coast people look at that sort of thing and they, okay that doesn't work remember you know they tried to get it going in Portland briefly um, you know so it's it's not going to catch on in other cities it's going to be the exact opposite cities are going to realize when the bill actually hits that no this is not something you can even let get started at all.
2: Yeah, so two pieces of alleged wisdom to tuck away and break out at your next post-COVID dinner party if it turns political. Number one, the best way to expose progressive policies is to enact them, and Seattle is seeing that. And the second thing is the uh, great uh, Armstrong and Getty, or if Jack, if you don't want to be part of it, I'll call it mine, the, uh, the description of civilizations. They veer from guardrail to guardrail. You go soft on crime, you get lots of crime, so you crack down on crime. Put all the criminals in prisons. Everybody says, why are all these people in prisons? There isn't much crime. And so you turn them all loose, and then you get more crime, and then you crack down on them, and societies can never recognize and stay at the sweet spot, uh, mostly because a lot of voters are dumb. But whether it's the, you know, the ongoing... Not you, folks. Not you.
0: The the, the never-ending riot in Portland night after night after night after night for hundreds of nights until the mayor finally has to flee his own home. Or what happened in Seattle that we just described... Was this just politicians being afraid of the crowd or did they did did they actually think, you know, we're going to have a region run by self-policing that is going to be just fantastic and it's all going to end fine? Or were they just scared of shutting it down?
2: Well, no, I just think they were afraid of their constituency. Because a significant part of their constituency are nuts. Because you couldn't actually believe that just this whole
0: block party atmosphere, we're just dancing every night and having a good time, and randos walking around with guns enforcing the, the law. You couldn't actually think that was going to work out, could you?
2: Yes. Wow. Yes. Those people do. Wow. They're that nuts. They're, you're completely crazy then. Yeah. Yep. That's wild. You were a child. No kidding.
0: Anyway, our text line, if you know anything about it, four one five two nine five. KFTC um, I wanted, I do want to get to the, the tequila bar that's trying to become a church so they can stay open I think that's a funny idea uh, among other things that are on the way
2: Armstrong and Getty
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show
0: One quick text. You guys are overthinking it. The orange man was against Chaz Chop. The orange man was bad, so armed seditionist hippies must be good. That's true. That definitely played a role.
2: You know, that's some good analysis, my friend. We thank you for sending that along. Was that via the text line? Yeah. You can text us, 415-295-KFTC. You can email mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. You can certainly go to armstrongandgetty.com and order some cool A&G swag for the holidays. Uh, The sooner, the better, to make sure you get it by Christmas, although we do have new enhanced shipping options as we have joined the 20th century. (laughs) Uh, We'll work on the 21st soon. Do you know who Bridget Phetasy is? She's a writer, thinker, comedian, uh, conservative. She's got a good Twitter. uh, She's a good Twitter follow. I like like the name Bridget. Yeah, and she's, she has a huge number of Twitter followers, partly because she's clever and partly because she's super cute.
0: That uh, that has a lot to do with it.
2: Anyway, I want you to put yourself in the mind of uh, you're watching a Ken Burns documentary. Okay. It's a letter home from uh, Antietam, that sort of thing. Bridget Phetasy writes, to my dear parents, victory. Uttering the words feels strange after four long years of battle, but we persisted. After our devastating loss in 2016, I ordered my pink knit pussy hat from Etsy and answered the call to arms. I remember learning of the atrocities suffered under the dictators whose statues we've toppled, such as Winston Churchill and Abraham Lincoln. But after the horrors I've witnessed online, I would trade places with them in an instant. It's hard to describe daily life when you're living in a war. For four years I've woken up in my Brooklyn apartment. Heart heavy with the knowledge that I am living under the tyrannical rule of a madman. Is this how Anne Frank felt? Oh, jeez. We have achieved our goal, but not without a cost. Even now, I feel the carpal tunnel syndrome acting up. There are countless other physical injuries that my comrades and I will carry with us, possibly for days. Tech neck, iPhone elbow, bed sores. The indentations on my couch are an ever-present reminder of the hours I've spent on the front lines. Perhaps you've heard about the fearless exploits of our elite operatives in the media, CNN anchors, Times journalists. The sacrifices they've made will go down in history. The differences between their war and ours is that our heroes will get no medals. Don Lemon has a million-dollar salary, but our debt to him can never be repaid. They stormed the beaches of Normandy. We stormed the streets of Soho. <laughs> oh, and she goes on the phrases like, um, with great blue checks comes great responsibility. Composing 130 tweet Twitter threads and doom scrolling takes its toll. Oh, this is good. We'll post a link for you at armstrongandgetty.com. Um,
3: I did it's, hear it's a, some
2: finally wrought sarcasm. Yeah,
0: I did hear a good blast from one of my favorite conservative um, uh, commentators recently and he's super anti-trump. Um, So it's not Trump boosterism, he's anti-Trump, but he is saying these lefties who have been patting themselves on the back and feeling so proud of themselves, being part of the resistance all this time. What a weird energy that is, and where does that go now that it's over the whole, I'm fighting the good fight despite all the odds, the odds being everybody in the media and everybody you're around is on your side and you're in no danger whatsoever.
2: And if anybody dares stands up against you, they'll get doxxed and their kids will get punched on the way to school. But so, yeah, this... you're, you're a real brave revolutionary there, Che Guevara. But we're just this close to losing everything
0: we've ever cared about. You know, that whole thing. And I'm, I'm glad that
2: that's all over. She mention, mentions, after our online campaign in which we doxed a Nigerian driver who dared to display a Trump sign... Etc. Yeah. Not everyone made it. The PTSD was too much. They'd jump at the sight of red hats. (laughs) Like the MAGA hats. Constantly bombarded by violent speech like only women get periods. And symbols of colonial oppression like the American flag and math. (laughs) That's pretty good. Uh, Yeah, it's like James Lindsay wrote it. And again, give us a couple minutes. We'll get it for you at armstrongandgetty.com. Nice job, Bridget. Very A
0: tequila bar has applied to be classified as a place of worship to allow it to be open while it is in whatever tier is important in their county. Oh, you're not allowed to be open. Um, I don't know what you actually have to do to be declared a church, but uh, if you could slide in there as a church that sells tequila, then maybe you could be open, I guess, since the Supreme Court ruled on it.
2: Yeah, as, uh, I don't Tim, appreciate the mockery of churches, but at the same time,
0: I don't think they're mocking churches. I think no. they're marking uh, laws into what Tim Sanford has been tweeting about is that the right to own and operate a business is 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 constitutionally solid as uh, the right to have a church.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Economic liberty is at the heart of the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence. It's it's not an afterthought. That's why it exists.
0: The CDC announced who's going to get the first shot starting here in a couple of weeks. We'll have that, among other stories, for you on the way.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
1: Would you let your kids go back to school? I will. My kids are looking forward to it. Yes. Period. Absolutely. Absolutely. As much as I can. (laughs) Without a hesitation.
2: Without a hesitation, yes. I have no concerns about sending my child to school in the fall. I would let my kids go back to school.
4: Dr. John Torres, NBC News. Yeah. They all said yes.
0: Yeah, we played that for you months ago months ago when the NBC anchor was shocked that, was it seven doctors they had on a panel? All pediatricians. And he asked him, would you send your kids to school? Oh, yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Not a hesitation among any of them. I mean, if it were five to two, you would think, well, geez, we got open schools. No, unanimous, instant, of course I would send my kids to school from people who know more about the science than anybody else. Well, now
2: that the orange man has been defeated, they can admit the truth.
0: Yet 40% of kids are still doing exclusive online schooling. I heard from somebody uh, last night who said it's just killing his daughters. They've been doing it for dang near a year now.
2: That is heartbreaking.
0: Uh, It is heartbreaking. I mean, it's not only is there now the studies out there. Wharton said it's going to cost X thousand dollars a year for the rest of their lives for every month that they miss school. Um, emotional damage, all this different stuff. Just the now, just the how sad they are, or how sad my son was when he was doing it. He's in in-person school, thank God. But a lot of his how friends many dead have, at
2: the school, Jack?
0: Has uh, had For- been zero problems so far. Zero, as it, as is the case all across the country. There's just there's endless science on this. That was months ago, as I pointed right. out. Those doctors saying, "Yeah, heck yeah, I would send my kid to school." But now it's just it's it's it's. Beyond even a
2: question, how the schools are still closed, I can't even wrap my head around. It's like blaming witches for the coronavirus. It's just utterly irrational. It's indefensible.
0: Anyway, uh, they're rolling out the vaccine. You know Great Britain's getting it before us? They're going to start giving shots on Thursday. Thursday. As it says in the New York Times, um, the fact that uh, Great Britain... Is granted emergency approval becoming the first Western country is going to uh, put pressure on the United States to speed things up, you would think. I mean, if they start doling out the very same vaccine without problems, what are we doing? Well, we're we're really, really close, aren't we? It's, we it's are. going to start this month. But they're still going to be two weeks ahead of us
2: yeah, yeah well, um, uh, differences in bureaucratic uh, you know mechanisms, I
3: guess.
0: So the CDC without with a couple of big announcements, yesterday they announced the two tiers that are going to get the shots first here in a couple of weeks. Tier one celebrities, including right. all uh, sports stars, singing sensation and Instagram influencers, they get the first shots. Okay, and, then, w- and then landed white males, which is a surprise to a lot of
2: people. You know, I hate to be second in line, but I understand celebrities.
0: Um, uh, especially Instagram inst- influencers. Um, so it's uh, hospital workers?
2: Healthcare workers in general. And folks both working in and patients in long-term care facilities.
0: How many doses are going to get slipped to the side for the connected, do you
2: think? As many as are requested. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, if you know somebody, sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's like tickets to the Super Bowl. You know enough people, you'll get one.
0: Really? I, I was think kind so. of being, you know, just kind of you know, smart-ass cynical. But you think that there will be you know, it comes into a big hospital. There's a, there's a CEO of the hospital. He's not specifically a healthcare worker. He's not in the front lines or anything like that, you yeah, know, He peels off 10 for his golf buddies. But he's really, you think that'll happen? Maybe. I think he and his family will get it. Probably, and his brother and his wife. Well, I'm a healthcare uh-huh. worker. I'm the CEO of this hospital, and
2: uh, I took a few extras. Yeah, probably.
0: I just wonder. I wonder how much of that'll be. What do you think, Sean? What do you think? I don't I just think wonder much from in- your 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 political angle.
2: I don't think much initially.
4: I think a lot. Uh, particularly, I, I have somewhat of a, a generous view of healthcare professionals. They tend not to be in it for their own personal gains. But the people above them are going to be getting. Yeah,
2: uh, you know, they're they're going to be a-
0: doing the logistics.
2: You're a sap. What was that show with the uh, <laughs> with Carmelo Soprano, Nurse Jack- Jackie? What was that? Yeah, show? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah she was stealing drugs all the time.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I was picturing a nurse at a hospital. Who's you know uh, whose job it is to give the shots every day? You know, slipping a vial in her pocket. I just think at a higher level, you know, a box goes to the I,
4: I think early CEO on, <laughs> early on supply is going to be limited enough that it's going to be very difficult to siphon
2: off and and pocket a couple of limited things. supply is thirty million doses, and those are coming from giant corporations. I don't you know. know what I'm, I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to bet you I, I'll bet I can have uh, my dose by December 20th. I would, <laughs> I, think if, I would say it's more likely to happen
4: on the pharmaceutical distribution side than on the hospital where we, we received a box side.
0: Yeah, I, I but hmm, I would like to you to be right. But I would think that the governor of California wouldn't eat at the French laundry without a mask with a dozen other people while he's telling us we can't. Uh, We're all human. We all fall short sometimes. I wouldn't think the (laughs) mayor of San Francisco would do the same thing. I wouldn't think... That a, uh, a a county supervisor would say your restaurant has to be closed and then go immediately to a restaurant. Either I just don't have
4: the same benefit
2: of the doubt for politicians as I do for for doctors, nurses, healthcare people. I guess. All right, all right. Yeah. To go back to my previous screed about Washington D.C. and greed and the rest of it, all of those drugs are flowing through the government. They're flowing through the corporations. The guy from Pfizer isn't going to personally hand the doses to your local nurse. Everybody will have their their little valve open and will drain the pipeline to whatever extent they yeah, find. Yeah, there's going to be
0: a lot of people between the main facility and the hospital.
4: Right. So, yeah, my guess would be that's where the leaks would be Yeah. as I, I, opposed to on the when they finally receive it at the, the hospital end.
0: This This could end up being one of the big scandals that is fun to follow. Yeah. Maybe the media will get into that, chasing down people that got the shot. I don't know how you'd I don't know how you'd find out though. It's not like yeah. seeing somebody at a restaurant. you go right. sneezing
2: exactly. in their face and see if they react. <laughs> or just take the swab and jam it up their nose, see what happens. Wait five days.
0: I gotta believe if I had access to get one, I'd probably get one.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting the number of our listeners who say you're out of your minds, no way I'm taking this thing. Too dangerous.
0: But you know, you make uh, your own decision, that's fine. I will take it with zero hesitation, and I mean zero.
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd rather not feel the side effects, but I've been sick before. I don't know. Yeah. I don't want the vid. I don't want to buy that lottery ticket. But, you know, again, uh, w- the fact that we disagree with you doesn't mean we dislike you or you we hate you or you should hate us. That's fine. Makes the world go round. You make your decision. Do what you think is best.
0: The other CDC guideline that came out is they've shortened the recommended number of days that people should quarantine if you think you've been exposed to COVID. It's now down to... Seven, did I say?
4: I, I did, heard seven to ten. Yeah, it was 14, and now it's seven to ten.
0: As few as seven. Okay. Well, that's a lot easier. That's a lot more doable. You come back from a uh, you know, a trip, a, a different state, or a dinner, or whatever, you're Gavin Newsom, and you, you ate with a bunch of people who had it. Right, um, exactly. You only got to hunker
2: down for a week now. So a week, two weeks. Work from home for a week in your sweatpants. It's what you want to do anyway. Mm-hmm. Sure. Not that not that. uh, What were those figures you gave us earlier about the uh, percentage of folks who are actually showing up in the office these days? Because I was about to say work at home in your sweatpants for a week, then go back in the office. But for a huge percentage of Americans, there is no going back to the
0: office. It's back down in the teens. So, okay, never mind. It was almost 100 percent. In February, before this all started. Of people February were gonna... of
4: 1980s? Exactly, when people were going into the office. Feels like it,
0: yeah. And then it S- dropped down almost immediately in March, down into the teens. It briefly got up into the, like, 20% of the workforce was going in, but now it's back down in the
2: teens. So what do I do during that seven days, then? Like, wear looser sweatpants <laughs> or stained sweatpants? <laughs> or just do the same sweatpants. Jammies with the
0: feet? Uh... I wonder will that number of people going into the workplace ever get above fifty percent again
2: that that may be the most economically impactful question of this century so I was
0: reading was it which one announced it first was it Google that said yeah you can stay home for the foreseeable future uh, like forever Facebook announced they think that at least half of people will never
4: come back to regular. Twitter very similar. A lot yeah, of the, sure, the Bay sure. Area tech companies all kind of pivoted to that uh-huh. pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I, but their I, industries are more adept at doing that sort of thing, anyways.
0: God, you're right. What this could be the biggest economic, economically impactful thing that ever happens. If we go from you know a hundred percent of people going into the workplace practically to thirty percent, jeez, the amount right. of tires sold, the amount of uh, you know cups of coffee bought at the Starbucks drive-through. That just so many things.
2: Literally a thousand
0: examples, and then all of that office space. What is going to happen with that? People who own those buildings that cost gazillions of dollars to build and there's turn into in them into
2: roller rinks. <laughs> Bring back roller skating. It's fun and great exercise. A roller rink for every zip code. There'll, Imagine
0: there will be a laser tag within a.
2: Everybody will have their own. <laughs> I mean, I'm into, I'm into golf, so I'll, let's see. I'm going to buy uh, two floors of that high-rise, and I'm going to turn it into an indoor golf course for me and my friends, and it'll cost me like $5,000. I
0: assume there are a lot of really rich, really smart people trying to figure this out, economists and everything like that, but you have that that uh, drastic a change happen that quickly? All that office space, all that uh, all those electric bills that don't get paid, all the light bulbs that don't get just the carpet cleaning. Oh, my God. Well, in- the, the, the tentacles
2: of this are just unimaginable. Right, exactly. That was the point I was trying to make. And it's also interesting, another facet of this is that that change, that effect will be near 100% for some industries, as Sean pointed out, re-high tech, and it will be zero for other industries, uh, food service, entertainment, uh, you know, transportation, that sort of thing. Um, and so, you know, what kind of weird uh,
0: – you Dress know, shoes could, could become a thing that, you know, you have one pair of you buy every five years because right. you just don't
2: ever wear them anymore. You wear them to a Christmas party now and again. Or as I was but, talking
0: about that article in the New York Times, our uh, uh, stretch pants here to stay in there talking about women's clothes and how they don't know if it'll ever bounce back, women
2: buying professional clothes. You know, I don't body shame, but I saw a gal yesterday who just should not wear the stretch pants. It was terrible it was terrible for her i felt bad about it so i said something i said excuse me you don't know me you don't know me but i'm gonna tell you this this might be out of line i'm gonna tell you this for your own good oh jeez no i didn't but uh Uh,
0: i'm yeah yeah. listen
2: i don't wear half shirts okay I don't wear skin-tight T-shirts. Do you want to know why? I'll bet you can guess why. Why, Joe? <laughs> Not flattering, Michael. Not the least bit flattering to my body type. <laughs> well, it'll, it'll be an interesting couple of decades to see unravel. I remember after 9-11. Oh, i got a glance at the time. Ah, we ought to take a break. Uh, but after 9-11, there are a lot of pronouncements made about how this has changed forever, and this Those will never be back. Those were all stupid, back. though. These and are and real... I thought at the time, no, they're not. We're going to be fine. Uh, but no, this no, is different. No, no, this no, is we're, very
0: different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going back to anything close to normal in terms of people going into the
2: workplace, without a doubt. If you're just tuning in, I'll hit you with a quote I heard just yesterday about this that was extremely persuasive to me. But we have that and a whole bunch of good stuff to come.
3: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: What is the best Christmas Carol movie, according to a director who would know? Stay tuned. In case you into that.
2: A quick follow up thought on our discussion about people working remotely and forever changing cities and the economics of, of just everything. And I think it's significant. Talked to a financial services professional yesterday, and he said, We were discussing the very things we're talking about now. And he said since everybody went home in March, they've seen productivity. I'm 99% sure the word he used was skyrocket. Their per-employee productivity has gone through the roof working remotely. now That doesn't surprise me at all. It's probably not universal, but I'm racking my brain. I don't think I've heard anybody say, our productivity nope. is just terrible, nope. unless it's obviously a face-to-face business.
0: No, it's not like schooling where everybody is in agreement, oh, this is a horror. Kids aren't learning a thing. It's not like that at all. I haven't heard anybody say that I'm not, I
4: excellent can't do my job. Oh, no, it's the opposite. Yeah, it's- excellent example of an industry where the opposite is true. Like,
2: it's mm-hmm. clearly not more productive to be doing this distance. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, but, but in terms of business, now, it, again, if you're a face-to-face business, obviously it's not true for you, but... Um, The free market will figure this out in one way or another, and it'll be interesting to see what at home services suddenly we're on a first name basis with, Uh, you know, home office max or whatever. Well, it's
0: it's hard for me to imagine like we we have meetings now and then with, uh, you know, people and we and everybody drives somewhere between 15 minutes and a half an hour or longer to get there. And we all get together
2: in a room and talk for a while. Why will that ever happen again? It's, Why would that ever happen again? There's not no value to meeting face-to-face, especially if it's a new relationship. But in terms of the the meeting you just described, that's a hell of a lot of wasted time.
0: Uh, of course.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, and I
0: think everybody's finding out, you know, that accomplished everything we needed to accomplish there.
4: The, right. the changing nature of cybersecurity is one of the aspects that might make offices still more viable. Hmm. Firewall technology doesn't necessarily work when everybody's working from home. Um, and cloud-based cybersecurity may or may not be a viable solution for your company at this time. So hey, that's, Sean, that's Sean, one thing. Yes. Sean,
2: Sean, I'm getting into hacking, so please shut up. Oh, sorry, sorry. All right, you're blowing it. <laughs> hackers.
4: Uh, hackers.
0: So we were talking about Christmas movies. There's, there are 82 new Christmas movies coming out this mm, year. That's plenty. Which seems like a lot. And uh, you brought up A Christmas Carol, which you're a big fan of the book.
2: I read it every year, and I watch multiple movie versions of the story.
0: And there are many movie versions of it. And so they ask Guillermo del Toro. Oh, he's is, a great director. What is the best Christmas Carol movie ever made? And he is the guy who won an Oscar for The Shape of Water, which nobody understands what it
4: was about. No, but it was, it was beautiful.
2: It was about a chick who fell in love with a fish. So what, where, did you not watch it?
3: So
0: is, <laughs> he is among the artsiest and fartsiest of, you know, high-level artists when it comes to motion pictures. And he said, as you said yesterday, that the best version of A Christmas Carol is The Muppet Christmas Carol. It he is in a lot of ways. That's interesting. I've never seen it. We're definitely going to watch it by probably oh, this weekend. Oh, Jack, it's so good. It's so good. It's it's
2: terrific. It it is people with their hands shoved in socks with googly eyes on them. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent indignation. Uh, it it is uh, it is accurate to the Dickens tale. It is funny in that muppety way. Uh, it is a tearjerker.
1: Wow! Oh Easily Gonzo's
2: best performance. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's his taxi driver, really, <laughs> to me.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, but funny. it's it's wonderful. It's great, and you know I could recommend some others too. But the, you can find a, a list online that are pretty pretty accurate. Alistair Sim is great, uh, but Michael Caine is Scrooge in the Muppet Christmas Carol, and he's absolutely terrific.
0: I'm a big Michael Caine fan. I'm
2: glad to hear Guillermo del Toro agrees with me on uh-huh. something, though, especially something artsy.
0: Um,
2: what Makes else me do we, feel sophisticated. What else do we need to fit in? I may, uh, I may straighten up my sweatpants a bit. And, uh well, we could tell you this. Um, and I've been. Uh, trying are you to wearing sweatpants right now? No,
0: I can't see your pants.
2: No, I'm okay. not wearing sweatpants. Um. Uh, old man Barr, everybody's yelling at him because he said he hasn't come across any significant, you know, widespread voter fraud that would change the election, which to me is patently true, but well, I don't need to get into it. You believe what you want to believe according to your favorite website. But more significantly to me, in my opinion, is that he named uh, old John Durham, remember the Connecticut U.S. attorney, special counsel, which means through the wrinkles of the special counsel law he will continue his investigation I- even as the biden administration begins they can't say durham you're done get out
0: and he's specifically investigating how did the spying on the incoming trump uh, administration happen and the t- trump campaign right the lying about the fisa warrants all that different sort of stuff he's still digging into that and he can't be fired right
2: correct well, it's very difficult to find
0: be Politically, it'd be very bad.
2: Yeah, so the whole uh, steel dossier, Carter Page, FISA warrants with, was it 17 errors and omissions, yeah. the faked up email, the rest of it, that is not gone. And if, whether you're a lefty, a righty, or, or whoever, you should be happy about this. We can't have that sort of overreach. So if there is something there, there's still an opportunity to find it. Well, I wouldn't think he'd still be at work if there was nothing there. I mean, he seems like a straight arrow. I don't think he'd deliberately waste taxpayer resources.
0: One would assume.
2: Right. One would hope.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
2: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at gamebridge.io. Visit gamebridge.io
3: slash parodyflex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.